Hi, beautiful soul, and welcome to Create Your Best Career Podcast. Here you will hear stories, ideas, and tools that I hope will inspire you and empower you to design a career where you can fall in love with Mondays. So let's go. Hi, everybody. So today we are going to be talking to Miranda Lee about how perfectionism can get in the way of you creating the most amazing and powerful career um, that you can. And Miranda actually is a recovering perfectionist herself turned health and lifestyle coach who helps other perfectionists learn how to fall in love with themselves and live their best lives. And she's also a host of a podcast called A Perfectionist's Guide to Imperfection. I thought that was clever. Uh, Today, we'll be talking about mindset, confidence, and how perfectionism can get in the way of every aspect of your life, including your career and your relationship with yourself, self-worth, your purpose, and also your relationships with others in work and also spanning the broader life uh, and other areas of your life, and also the impact it has on your mental health. Um, So welcome, Miranda. I'm super uh, thrilled to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you and to dive deep into perfectionism because I think it's something that everyone needs to know about and be aware of. Yeah, and I think it's something that kind of quote unquote happens to us, but we don't really think about it. So in the way it can be insidious. So tell us a bit more about yourself and what led you to doing this work focused on perfectionism? Well, so I grew up in a quote-unquote perfect family. Like I have the perfect parents. I have an amazing older brother and then such a loving little sister. But God definitely gave us a challenge with my little sister. Um, She has special needs. So I think that's kind of where my perfectionism started was that my family had their hands so full with my special needs little sister and they didn't understand how much work that she was going to need that I didn't want to be a burden on anyone else in my life I didn't want to be a burden on my parents because I knew that my sister required so much attention and my dad was also in the navy for 32 years so he was gone a lot and my mom basically had to do it on her own So I just wanted to be my best self. And my parents always had like very high expectations for me, but they loved me and um, just supported me no matter what. And I didn't realize till I got older that these ridiculous standards that I had were something I put on myself. It wasn't something anyone else put on me because if I had a hard day or I didn't do something as well as I that I wanted, my parents would be there to support me and just be like, it's okay, like you'll do better next time. Like failure happens, it's not a big deal. But it was me who was just like, no, like I can't fail. Like I need to be the perfect one. And I feel like, and I feel like the more perfect you get, like the more perfect um, people around you expect you to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just like this constant cycle. And I noticed my perfectionism was just, just, hitting every aspect of my life like I developed an eating disorder in the fifth grade and I had it all the way until um until 21 22 when I finally decided that I needed to get help and um I went to I had like perfect grades you know graduated with honors and everything I was supposed to 
I even went to college, got my bachelor's and then got my master's and I graduated and I was like, I'm doing everything society's telling me I'm supposed to do. But yeah, not everything's falling into place to the way that you would expect. Mm-hmm. You know, jobs didn't want to hire me because I didn't have all these years of experience. But I was told growing up, society said you go to college and you get your degree. Right, right. So, so in my eyes, I was like, being perfect still isn't good enough. And all it did in my life was cause there's so much stress and anxiety in like every aspect of my life. And I was finally like, you know what other I don't expect other people to be perfect so why am I so busy expecting myself to be perfect and you can't be perfect and happy at the same time like you have to pick one mm-hmm. so I pick happiness yeah and that's so profound and I just think um not many people or women really think about it so what you're saying you know as you were talking about your story right your childhood kind of it made me think so where where does it start like you said it was self-imposed so it really starts in childhood when we are young and it can be you don't necessarily need to have bad family circumstances you can kind of internalize and start expecting it yourself what have you seen kind of with your work where does it start I think perfectionism is kind of like a perfect storm like so many things have to like fall into place like, I feel like, like me and my brother, like we were raised in the same exact loving family and have the same standards, but he's not a perfectionist. I am. So I feel like some of it, ha- it's, it's both nature and nurture mm-hmm. together. And then um, all, my brother's also 10 years older than me. So I feel like um, the society that he was raised in versus how culture is now with me being raised and also that I'm a female and he's a male. So there's also different standards that men and women have as well so and like one of the biggest things I think is people think perfectionism is like a good thing like it's positive like yeah. be like oh oh you're such a perfectionist and you're like oh thanks and it's like no like perfectionism so stressful it has causes so much anxiety and it's always celebrated and it should be something it should not be something that's celebrated yeah, because I mean, you're onto something because I've talked to um, many women, actually. So they and it kind of leads me, I think one of the questions I had for you is how so how do you define or what's the difference or that line be- between, you know, excellence and being excellent at what you do, right? And that is everybody talks about it, right? It's kind of put on a pedestal and we strive for it, right? And like you said, it's kind of, I think it's borderline, but, uh, and kind of we are being, if we are perfection, perfectionistic in our, um, or perfect, striving for perfection, I'm like, is that even a word? But <laughs> striving for it in our careers, then, uh, right, you get a pat on the back, right? You worked hard, uh, check box and, um, you feel like that's the way to go and it's kind of but it eats you up inside is that what you're saying the kind of the yeah Yeah, so like I even think back to a time when I was actually in middle school and we had this homework assignment where you had it was it was in my English class and you had to write in pen Mm -hmm. um and I remember my my teacher saying you know make sure everything looks good like you write in pen like you can't erase like everything like basically has to be perfect 
And I remember if I like made one mistake, like I would draw like one letter, I would write like the wrong letter, I would just crumple it up and start over. And there was a lot of stuff to write. Mm -hmm. And it would, I remember being there for hours. And I think my mom finally came in and she was like, if you make little mistakes here and there, like, it, it doesn't matter. You know, they're going to look at everything as a whole and you got it done. And I don't think the teacher's going to be like, oh, there was a little scribble where you like crossed out a word and wrote something else. So basically what I'm trying to say is like, if you strive for, per- for perfection, you're never going to get anything done mm-hmm. because it will be worse impossible. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. So much more time. It's like, you have so much to offer the world. And if you're only striving for perfect for perfection, you're not going to get to those other things that you can offer the world. So it's actually selfish of yourself to expect yourself to be perfect because it's, hindering you from having all these other things that you can offer the world and offer other people yeah and and if you're I've talked to some women that um in the name of like essentially I think it is perfectionism where you're you know uh taking more time right really if you have presentations or projects or all the aspects of your work and you're being very thorough, right? But it is borderline perfectionism because you prepare, you spend time to put together whatever it is, presentations, decks, you know, reports, and you research ahead of time. You don't go in kind of winging it. All of that time kind of it adds up and then it can start to go into your family time, right? You're taking away from your children, from your loved ones, from your partner. And it can be, so it's kind of like, how would a woman diagnose, quote unquote, diagnose herself, uh, you know, that um, there might be perfectionism might have something to do with kind of if they're feeling anxious or stressed or kind of less than fully fulfilled with their jobs? What, What would you say? What are some of the signs? Well, first of all, I, I want to say that it's so important to be in tune with yourself and your body because mm-hmm. like your body is here to tell you all these things. Like it'll tell you if it's thirsty, like it'll tell you if it's hungry, <clears throat> it'll tell you if it's stressed. So if you are engaging in activities like perfectionism that cause a bunch of stress, like your body will let you know. And it's not normal to always be stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people like think oh that's just how it's supposed to be I'm supposed to work a nine to five I'm supposed to be overloaded with all this work I'm supposed to have stress and no you're supposed to have some stress in your life but it doesn't mean that if something's stressful that it's normal or that that means you're doing it right so my first tip is just being in tune with your body to know like how are these activities that I'm involved in and that I'm participating in um how are they making me feel like are they making me feel stressed are they making me feel anxious like do these things that I do give me joy in life so I think that's the first step and another one is realize how you feel um when you're doing the things that you're supposed to like that you say that you love like is it also causing more stress in your life Mm -hmm. um and then something that I that was a big thing for me is I noticed the somewhat the expectations that I put on other people Mm -hmm. um and it's it's kind of unfair because of course I put these crazy expectations on myself but I kind of noticed it like carrying over to friendships family like even my husband 
like I have these expectations like even for like I remember for birthdays or holidays um or anniversaries I'd have these crazy expectations of like what I would hope that my husband would do like to surprise me and stuff and it would actually stress him out because he knew he couldn't reach my expectations Mm -hmm. and if I'm being honest I think the only person who could reach who could like reach my expectations would be me Mm -hmm. and that's not that's not fair to my husband that's not fair to like my friends and family you know and it's not fair to myself because you're basically saying if every single thing happens right then you'll be happy right not and that's so like like that gives you no wiggle room and I think that's something that carries over into our jobs and other things as well if we expect everything to be perfect and something like something different happens where you have to embrace that change you, you just shut down and most because... of the time it's not going to be perfect right so it's, it's a circle so you're passing on that expectation but the future frustration right and disappointment and the stress because you know yeah like it's just like rarely will it be perfect right when there are other people involved <laughs> exactly and I I noticed that was something I would like put into different aspects of my life like I would make sure like oh it took me 30 minutes to get to work like I'm gonna leave 30 minutes before work and it's like no because what if like there could be different things like traffic or you know uh, an exit can be roped off like all these things with life isn't perfect so it just causes more stress when things don't work out like you have you you have to give yourself wiggle room yeah, no, totally. And so relationships, so the perfectionism can, you know, start from or be in your work relationships, but the, obviously it has these insidious effects into all around relationships and encounters that you have. So you mentioned kind of feeling that stress, maybe anxiety, right, more than um normal and that's also probably mm-hmm. pretty uh individualistic because sometimes we feel stressed and anxious when we're doing something new right or pushing ourselves out of our comfort mm-hmm. zone and that's to be expected um then with the relationships is there anything else kind of i feel like we're so i know i've been so disconnected from my body and even if there is that stress i push through right and so many women also they've been taught to push through, keep going, right? How do you differentiate between kind of the anxiety where it's the good, right? Because you are growing and learning and doing something new um, versus the, um, I guess, quote unquote, unhealthy one. Yeah, I think, um, so one of the, the big ones is how you react to your achievements. Are you able to celebrate your successes or do you, do you achieve something and then it's like okay I achieved it next thing like are you able to celebrate that success because what's the point of working hard and Mm -hmm. um you know trying to be perfect if you're not even able to celebrate your success at Mm -hmm. the end and then another one is um are you basing your self-worth off of your productivity and your achievements I think that's something a lot of people do and they think that um like, oh, if I do this and this, then I'll be worthy, or then I'll be enough. And that's, I think that's when you've crossed over that line of just striving for excellence and striving for perfection, because with perfection, you'll never be satisfied. Like, even if you do something perfect, your mind has already moved on to the next thing. Your mind's already like, 
all right, well, that was supposed to happen. Like I, it was supposed to be perfect. So like, there's nothing to celebrate because that's what my expectation was. And yeah, okay, I met it. It's time to go on to the next thing. But I can so relate and it's, it's reinforced. I feel like it's reinforced even in our organizations, you know, in our work cultures, because essentially you are your, what you produce, right? You have the productivity numbers. This is what you need to deliver. So no wonder why, right? That is your kind of worth. So what you're saying is kind of almost like we, you know, would need to have an internal definition of success or kind of something deeper than than ju- the metrics right or the goals which you are accomplishing like how so to get you know away from that um being defined just by those metrics or goals and um in sourcing our value i guess from that so how how do you even start, you know, you, you know, because yeah, that's essentially, and at work, that's what it is, you know, you achieve and then you're on, there's not a long pat on the back, it's on to the next thing, right? So no wonder why, because that's what we are doing in our society. Yeah, and I think that's something that we kind of have to, that we have to put on ourselves, like, you know what, this is how the culture at work has been for all these years, but it doesn't mean it's right. So it doesn't mean that because my um, superior treats me this way that I'm going to treat um, mm-hmm. um, someone below me that that same way, mm-hmm. you know, like just because you aren't getting that long pat on the back, long pat on the back doesn't mean that you shouldn't give someone else that same grace. Yeah. Even yourself, right. Or the celebrate, because it is more like, there's nothing wrong. I think, you know, the business or the company running their business that they they see fit and obviously they are in business to produce something but i guess it would start also with ourselves uh, with with you as a person to understand you know kind of defining your own value defining your own go- own goals and meaning and fulfillment kind of beyond just the the goals that are set for your productivity exactly and i and i think like the number one thing that someone can do like right now um, in their workplace, whether they work for someone else or they're starting their own business is establishing boundaries. As perfectionists, we really don't think that we need boundaries, but the way that we set boundaries yeah. for <laughs> ourselves, what? You're preaching to the choir. I'm like, I can see myself <laughs> in this conversation. <laughs> it's so true because when you when you don't set these boundaries, you're basically telling other people how they're allowed to treat you. So if your boss at work is, you know, walking all over you and taking advantage of basically how hard of a worker you are, that's not a reflection of your boss. That's a reflection of you because you've made it clear that this is how you are okay with being treated. So if your boss comes to you and they're like, and you're working on all these projects and your boss basically says, okay, here's another one that I need you to do. Instead of saying, okay, be like, you know what? I would, I would love to, I would love to get to that, but I just want you to know that my hands are really full right now. And I want to give these projects my 100%. And if you put something else on my plate, I don't think that I can give my all to all of these things. And then your boss is just aware but I think, is it for, for fa- if you do have an issue, quote unquote, issue with perfectionism, is it uncomfortable 
for you to say to kind of establish these boundaries oh yeah <laughs> setting boundaries is so uncomfortable it's so uncomfortable and like it's just like you're not gonna walk out of your house one day and say that you want to run and, and go run a marathon like that no but you, you might start with one mile and it might feel a little uncomfortable and then it'll get better and then you can move on you know so establishing small little boundaries um maybe even with yourself like i know because i have my own business one of the boundaries that i have is i do not i do not work at all in my business on sundays i tell okay. myself I will not work on Sundays. And then on Saturdays, I do not work with clients. So I don't work, I don't schedule any clients on the weekends. Um, Cause Saturday, I mean, the weekends are family time. So Saturday I will, um, I will, you know, edit my podcast and do stuff that I can pace on my own, depending on like how busy I am that day or any plans that I have with friends and family. But like Sundays, I do, I do not work. And honestly, that was so uncomfortable for me in the beginning, because like, I am a recovering perfectionist. And I, I have struggled with base, basing my self worth on my productivity. And for me not to be productive every single day of the week was something that was so stressful for me, but I had to like reframe, reframe my mindset and tell myself that you know what, being productive every single day of the week, actually is counterproductive and that rest that I get on Sunday is actually me being productive because now I can refill my cup and be able to give to others every other day of the week mm -hmm. yeah because it's so it can get so blurred and then you're like I guess if you don't have these boundaries it's so easy to well let me check this email let me respond to this and it bleeds into you know then by 11 o'clock you're checking and you know you're saying yes because you want to be very customer focused or you want to be very you know also you know do please your boss you know the leadership and um so i get so i like this so the first step is or one of the steps is really establishing boundaries and if you have trouble with it it's kind of like a muscle boundaries for yourself i guess starting with one or two and then starting with others also um like you said with a small step even if it's one project the next ask that you get or you need to renegotiate your current you know if you find yourself working around the clock right then kind of taking a look is what i have on my plate too much or maybe i'm spending too much time on the tasks in the name of being perfect right so I'm spending extra time maybe that I don't need to spend on this presentation or whatnot. Yeah, exactly. And like, we, we have to remember that we weren't born perfectionists. Like we were born like these pure little babies. And then over time we became, um, we felt the need for achieving more and more perfectionism. So it's unfair to think that, all right, tomorrow I'm going to have all these boundaries established. Like, no, for me, it took 25 it years. Perfect, no pun intended. <laughs> exactly exactly like you can't be perfectly imperfect overnight it's not going to happen it's going to take time and like you said it's going to be uncomfortable mm -hmm. and i mean that's one of that's one of my five steps in perfection is getting out of your comfort zone because another um another sign that you're a perfectionist is that you avoid things that you think you'll fail at okay and that's why it's so important just to get out of your comfort zone. Like your comfort zone is so comfortable and that's where perfectionists love to live is their, 
it's their comfort zone. And just like the setting boundaries, like it's not going to happen overnight. So you have to do small things. Like I remember for me, getting out of my comfort zone started with taking um, a rest day from the gym on a Monday. Like that was like my world was over if that were to ever happen. But like little things like that, like I was always on the strict schedule. Like I had to work out every single day of the week. And on Sunday I could rest and like, don't miss a Monday is what, you know, workout culture and, you know, the fitness culture has, has taught us like, you can't miss a Monday, but it's like, who cares if you miss a Monday, your body doesn't know what day of the week it is. Like if your body needs some rest, take some rest. Yeah. And why this uh, perfectionism and being disconnected from kind of like from our bodies, feeling being disconnected from really kind of what's going on internally, kind of this, um, does that go hand in hand? Because then we start drinking coffee, we amp up on caffeine and cortisol and adrenaline, and then we don't even feel what's going on in our bodies, right? We can just go. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. When you are not in tune with your body and you are just focused on perfectionism, like, yeah, you're, you're draining your body. You know, you're living off caffeine. You're not making time to actually sit down and eat a meal. You're at your computer eating your snack while you're doing work. So you can't even listen to your hunger cues to see if you're actually full, like you're on the run, you're not drinking enough water. You're not you can't listen to your body because you have these high expectations of yourself of all these things that need to be done, like that you need to check off your list. Mm-hmm. Like when do you have time to sit down and meditate for five minutes and actually see what your body's trying to tell you? Like you can't achieve perfectionism and have this healthy, healthy body and healthy relationship with yourself because in order to have that, you have to step back and take a sec- take a second. Mm-hmm. So what um what steps did you take um, to start kind of when did you notice that it's an issue like what happened and um, what steps helped you and you you know now you work with others on turning it around in the right direction yeah so um like I said, perfectionism doesn't just happen overnight. So I think it just really got worse over, over the years to the point that I actually, um, I suffered with really bad anxiety and it's still something that I do currently suffer with. Um, and I also, um, I also have OCD and I have a tick disorder. So all these things that are kind of into one that my body like is struggling with. And then my mind's just like, Hey, like you have to be perfect. And then I'd have people like pointing out like, oh, why do you keep doing these ticks? And I'm just like, I can't control it. So I think one of the biggest things was I thought if I couldn't control like my anxiety and my OCD and my ticks, I, I should be able to control everything else in the world. Mm-hmm. And like, that is just so stressful because it's so impossible to control all it's, these things. Yeah. It's so it's so impossible. And so I think um, I just got to the point where like it was just feeding my anxiety and it was feeding my stress. And like the worse my anxiety got, the worse my OCD got, and the worse my OCD got, the worse my ticks got. And, um, you know, especially like with the eating disorder as well, like I was just so obsessed with counting every single calorie and every single macronutrient and, you know, being perfect. And the problem with that is when you expect yourself to be perfect and then you're not, you have this all or nothing mindset. Mm -hmm. And that is something that 
many people struggle with in many aspects of their life, but it's something that mine, like just mine ended up being an eating disorder with my all or nothing mindset. So I think I just finally got to the breaking point of just like, I'm just so unhappy, mm-hmm. but yet I'm living in literally this, this perfect life. Like I'm financially stable. I have the most amazing husband ever. My parents are my best friends. Like I'm living this life that from an outsider's perspective, they'd be like, wow, you have an amazing, perfect life. Mm-hmm. And yet I was miserable. So it made no sense. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm the one who can, who can control if I'm happy or not. And by thinking I can control everything else on that the universe throws at me, like it's so unrealistic. So I had to put my happiness before my perfectionism and you know, it definitely took time and it's still something I still struggle with. And I try to get better with it every day. I always try to get 1% better every day, but just the, the change that I've made in these couple years and even like the couple months when I first started it, like Mm -hmm. I'm so much happier like my happiness it's insane so my husband's deployed right now so he's gone for like six months and I feel like if I was in a different mindset I would be miserable right but I can't control the fact that the navy has him deployed I can't control when he comes back but I have a choice am I gonna sit here for six months and throw myself a pity party and be upset Mm-hmm. Or am I going to embrace this change and being uncomfortable and just make the most of it? So, yeah. you know, just these small changes that I've made. And that's why I, I want to help others because, you know, we live in a society where we think that perfectionism is the goal, but it's not. Yeah. No. So one of the ways when, if somebody is listening, right. And they're like, I don't know if I have this problem, but if you are kind of, if you're an overachiever, right, you want to please everybody, it sounds like, and if while everything appears to be great, you might have a great job, great relationship, you know, husband, kids, you know, whatever, everything, you know, many things look like a checkbox, but inside, there's this feeling of suffering, right? Like, you go through the days where you just there's a disconnect between how you feel and what it looks like on the outside or what others perceive and how, yeah, I mean, it's how it's, I think I can relate. So you kind of go through a lot of the days suffering inside. Exactly. And perfectionism is not, not black or white. It's not the all or nothing mindset. Like I was saying, like, I think everyone struggles with some form of perfectionist perfectionism, you know, like me, I might be on, you know, this extreme end of perfectionism that did cause me to like have anxiety and be miserable. But I think everyone struggles with a little form of perfectionism that carries over into different parts of their lives, or it might even be like in a certain aspect of their life that like they struggle with perfectionism. And that's why I think everyone can, you know, improve with their relationship with themselves and with, um, you know, perfectionism, because I think it's something that females, especially, females especially struggle with perfectionism but but even males like even even men struggle with that especially with you know the whole machismo and saying you know that men are supposed to be you know the breadwinners and they're supposed to be working and doing this and that like I feel like they have their own aspect of perfectionism that they struggle with too yeah no totally um I you know I think it's not just a one gender issue and 
and it depends on the person. And like you said, there are varying degrees. So what did you, so you shared boundaries, right? Is one of the things to implement or work on if, you know, to improve things. What are, um, what are the other steps? Um, you mentioned, um, I think the five steps or, you know, that maybe that you've taken and that can help somebody else, you know, that they can try if they're recognizing some of the signs I think especially in the work, if you're like stressing out about like every delivery, every presentation, you know, like internalizing a lot of the work stress and then find yourself working long hours, right? Um, and trying to be perfect, right? So everything is your presentations and things are perfect, but then it's robbing you your own peace, you know, might be robbing you your family time and or your own recharge time, right? And some fun and and the life and fulfillment, what, what would you say, what can people do? Okay. So like I said, I have these five steps to imperfection that I've implemented into my life. So we talked about um, setting boundaries. So I have that written as say no, um, which is another way of just setting boundaries is you have to say no to certain things in your life. You can't say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. um, the, the second one we already went over was getting out of your comfort zone. So, you know, definitely it doesn't have to be something crazy, like going skydiving, like a comfort zone is so like, there's so many things that we do that are in our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And I, you have to think of your comfort zone as like, you have like this small little circle. And then the more like you just get out of your comfort zone a little bit, your circle gets a little bit bigger and you get out of it a little bit more and it gets a little bit bigger. So then like your, your actual comfort zone ends up getting so much bigger than when you started. So crazy things actually aren't all out of your comfort zone. They're actually kind of in your comfort zone. So when I say get out of your comfort zone, what you're really doing is just expanding your comfort zone forever. Okay. Um, yeah. So then another, another step is uh, that we kind of went over a little bit that kind of ties in with getting out of your comfort zone is embracing change. Um, okay. I think as per perfectionists, we really struggle with change, especially me, like I have, I used to thrive on like my set routine. And if anything like went off of yeah. my routine, it was like literally a meltdown. It was just like, oh my gosh. Like if I, if I were to say, oh, we're going to go out to eat at such and such place. And then we go there and it turns out the lines like an hour long. It's like, well, I don't know what, like, what do we do? Like this was this, these were my plans, but to be, to be able to just, you know, embrace change and go with the flow because mm -hmm. that situation is still going to happen and you can't control that situation, but you can control your reaction to those situations. So yeah. like, for example, like one of the things that I used to get so stressed out about was um, little things. Like if I made my cup of coffee in the morning and I spilt it, or if I was, you know, like, spreading peanut butter on my rice cake and my rice cake split in half like something like that honestly would make me so mad mm -hmm. and it's just like I can't getting mad isn't going to stop the fact that I spilled my coffee or broke my rice cake in half but but what that getting mad does do is put me in a bad mood for whether it's minutes or the rest of the day like because it just kind of sets your mood so instead of just being like oh my gosh I can't believe I spilled my coffee. Like, are you serious? I kind of re reframed that to, I laugh. I'm just like, oh man, I can't believe that happened. And then I paid, I take the one minute it takes to clean up and then I've already moved on and my mood's still happy. 
So, you know, embracing change in, in everything in our lives, it can be something small, like spilling coffee or, or something big, like two days ago, I was flying to San Diego to visit my, my parents and they miss, I missed my flight and I couldn't get a flight until 12 hours later the next day. And instead of being upset that my plans changed, it's like, you know what, this is going to be a good story. Like I imagine like my life story, like my life that I'm living is a movie or, or a book or a novel. And I'm the main character and my book or movie would be so boring if everything just worked out perfectly. So when these crazy things happen, like I missed my flight and I was, I was covered in sweat. I had my dog threw up all over my, my pants. They couldn't give me my luggage. So I couldn't even like change into like new clothes or anything. Like, I feel like the old me would have like been like, oh my gosh, I can't believe all these things keep happening. Like how unfortunate, but my mindset now is just kind of like, oh my gosh, this is a perfect storm. This is so funny. Like, I can't wait to talk about this. Like, this is crazy. And I didn't let it get in the way of my mood. So, you know, and that even brings me to my other step is changing your mindset towards failure. Cause you just need to change your mindset toward everything. I feel like especially in school we're taught to you know not like not fail and I think it's kind of silly that we go to school where we learn like 10 different subjects (laughs) and we're yeah and oh you better get A's and B's in every single subject yeah that that doesn't make sense like I feel like we all have our strengths and weaknesses and while we should be well-rounded and know a little bit I think it's unfair to expect someone who excels in math and calculus and science to be able to excel in like history and writing like they should be okay but you know like Kathy Heller says like be a C student and (laughs) that's okay but we're taught not to but so that's so against culture so it's drilled into us like um depending you know it could have been if your parents were super like attentive to grades right and sourced your value you know uh, you got attention if you got good grades or maybe even punishment if you didn't right um to school right um you get kudos or you're a good girl if you like you said and it's so unrealistic if you're have a's in everything right or you're excelling in everything that's like who who's that right genius and um and it's so interesting even when you were talking about yourself and kind of your family situation and also how how kind of it happened to you this you know how everything um came together and it can be a different story for everybody but i was thinking my son is 12 um and same thing he won't start he won't do some things that he thinks he's not good at or he won't even try he, he, he will just stop and how um this this whole thing this narrative i think it's it needs to be changed and it's not being taught uh, even at our workplaces right because i was thinking like take for example to take one of your suggestions get out of your comfort zone I'm just a little bit afraid that, you know, the perfectionists or the um, amazing, you know, women who are so capable, so smart, that they will take on other projects, right? Other go tell their boss, okay, um, I can, you know, take on higher level, whatever it is, presentations, reporting, 
And there you are in the same kind of trap or can find yourself in the same trap where you're out of your comfort zone, but you're spending more hours and then you're more stressed and it's like another snowball. Yeah, I think, um, especially when it comes to perfectionism, whether it's, you know, at, at home or at the workplace, we need to focus on authenticity and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I think it's different, like if your boss admits to being wrong or making a wrong decision, mm-hmm. it kind of changes the culture where it's like, it's okay to be imperfect. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think of like your son who doesn't want to try things because he's afraid that he might fail. I think if you want him to have a different mindset, like you need to be that role model. Like you need to be, you need to do things where you might not succeed and where you might fail in the beginning and you do well later. Or, you know what, if you make a bad decision, like just owning up to it because, you know, kids, kids pick up on things, you know? So when kids see that you're always doing everything right and you're doing everything perfect, they think that that's normal and that that's what they should be doing as well. So instead of being like, oh, I'm not going to go rollerblading because, you know, I might fall, like going rollerblading with your kid and, and kind of falling and maybe scraping your knee and being like, I'm not good at it yet, but I'm trying and I'm really proud of myself. And your kid's going to be like, you know what? It's okay to fail. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that same goes to the work culture as well. When you see um, when the boss is actually, you know, authentic and vulnerable about maybe things that they could have done better or being open to, you know, the, like their, their coworkers and their employees coming to them and giving their honest opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. And instead of getting upset that, you know, they're, they're questioning their authority that they actually take into consideration, like what they have to say. If, if these employees see their, see their boss being vulnerable and authentic, then the employees will feel like it is a safe space for themselves to be vulnerable and unauthentic. And then that's where creativity just grows and thrives and people have the permission to be imperfect. And that's where amazing things actually grow from is from imperfection. Yeah, no, I totally agree because the perfection will at some point free you. I think that uh, Winston Churchill said that. <laughs> uh, and uh, or it's an enemy of progress. And I like what you shared is about like, even no matter, I think, because sometimes we don't have control and many times we don't have control of how the culture is shaping. You know, there's still a lot of, I think, older or kind of more stricter narrative in work cultures, you know, meaning that people are not leading with their vulnerabilities, still kind of quote unquote perfection is or excellence is expected or modeled mostly. It starts with you. I like your kind of like, it starts with you. You can take charge of your mindset. And I like, you know, kind of start looking at your beliefs and I like, you know, kind of do it messy, right? And realizing, just giving yourself permission, right? That, hey, it's okay. Not everything needs to be perfect. And you can, might be able to get done more in shorter period of time. And I like the analogy about the, um, or the example you had about the, look at how, you know, if you are in some kind of movie or some kind of story, right? Like a character and um, maybe separate, it's all, it's like in, introducing a degree of separation, taking yourself so seriously, yeah? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we don't need to take ourselves that 
that serious and you know about the whole being a a of the main character in your story and or your movie you just gotta remember like you were the one who's writing that story in that movie so yeah like imagine like if you were sitting back you know separated watching that movie like what would what would you want to happen of course you're cheering for the main character because you know you want them to win at the end but you another reason why we love movies and books is because we see that character growth how disappointing would that book or movie be if that character never grew if that character never got better and we can't get better until we you know face these failures and we embrace change and we set boundaries and we grow and that even leads me to my fifth and final step of becoming imperfect is learning when to quit we're told that we aren't that quitting's bad and you know I read the book The Dip by Seth Godin and it's like one of my favorite books it's such a short read but so good and it's talking about that winners actually quit because when you quit these things that don't serve you or you quit the things that you're not able to give 100% to, you're able to give 100% to those few things that, that you can and that, you're, that you love and that you're passionate about. You know, you can go out and try all these sports and then invest in all of them, but you're never going to excel in all of them. So it's better to, you know, that pick that one. So I think, you know, changing your mindset and learning that it's okay to quit and learning when to stick it out is, it's just so important. Yeah, no, um, totally. I totally agree. You're preaching to the choir. And <laughs> what would you, is there any other benefit or benefits that you would list by for, for anybody to consider starting giving up perfection and taking these steps? Kind of what will they see? What will be the impact they'll see in their career and overall lives? I think that the number one most important thing is you'll be happier because at the end of the day like who cares if you are a billionaire if you're not happy like we see all these celebrities that have have it all and they have everything or even even me who in other people's eyes like I live a perfect life and it doesn't matter if you're not happy it doesn't matter about that perfect life if you're not happy so that's the first one but also giving yourself like that room to like you said do it messy and to be imperfect it's just going to open up a whole new world of opportunities because if you just limit yourself to things that you can be perfect at that's going to be so boring and you're not going to like have all these other things that you can do in life and you know you will get good at things the more that you do them but if you avoid them in the first place because you know you're not going to be perfect Mm -hmm. you're just like that's 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 just so bad for yourself you're not you don't have those experiences and those opportunities yeah honestly I think it just clicked for me I think it you know from everything we talked about is about is that really the perfectionism will get in the way of your if you want to feel fulfillment in what you do in your day-to-day work you're not you're going to be too stressed out right too anxious too much pressure on yourself working way too hard to have fun or have any joy and then you will be sourcing yes you can source some fulfillment from accomplishing the goal but the goalpost like you said will be moved right will keep you you attain this next there's always next right next step next level next whatever it is for you and it will be so fleeting but then really kind of giving this up will start you know this it seems like it's a prerequisite to finding fulfillment yeah and like you said it the post just keeps moving and you'll 
they'll never be fulfilled so that's why it's so important like stop telling yourself like oh I'll be worthy or I'll love myself more like if I lose 10 pounds or I'll I'll be happy once I you know make six figures in a year like no you need to be happy now with how you are now to truly enjoy like the the greater things that are to come because if you're not happy now something else saying that you'll be happy when this is accomplished or that this when this happens you're just going to move the goalpost again right so you're never going to be happy you're you're working like you have to remember that happiness is a journey not a destination so you can't just keep working to happiness like happiness is a journey that you're on you're never going to achieve happiness happiness is a choice that you have to make every day and that's why you have to engineer your work day and your day-to-day in ways where you enjoy it more where you feel that fulfillment versus um you know those short bursts of the the goalposts being moved and achieved and moved achieved and then moved and that reminds me oh my god i don't know if you do you remember Simon Cowell and American Idol? So now yeah. he has a new, I think he's a judge on the new show. I don't remember exactly the name, but it's also about singing. And yesterday I saw a video, I don't know how old or new it, it is, uh, from that show where a lady or a girl was there and she has cancer and it sounded like it's pretty advanced and she sang beautifully and Oh my God, it, it brought like, so I think tears to so many people's eyes. And, you know, it was so touching where she was talking about how, you know, here she is, she has this disease, right. That would get down so many people. And uh, here she is going for it, going on the stage singing. And she said, you can't wait for things to be perfect or for your life to be perfect or something like that to be happy. And that's exactly, we have to find it and we have to engineer it in the day-to-day. And these are, I think we have to, perfectionism is a killer. It really is. Like we can't control what life throws at us, but we can control how we react to it. Yes, yes. No, um, I love it. Yeah, it gave me, uh, I, I could see myself in so many things you were saying. So the work that you're doing is so needed and so beautiful. So can you tell people how um, they can find you? I know you have a podcast and you also work with people one-on-one. Yes, I do. So my podcast is called Empowered. So M-Powered, A Perfectionist Guide to Imperfection. Um, most of my, my content I do through Instagram, which is at, this is Miranda Lee. So you'll find me. Um, and then I have a link in my bio where you can do, you can apply for one-on-one coaching. Um, I do offer, you know, free content if you get on my email list and, you know, I, I'm going to be honest, I, I'm going into this, this, into this messy and, you know, right now my focus is on the perfectionism of health and wellness, but. I am learning that I think I just want to focus on perfectionism in every aspect of your life. And if I just waited until my business idea was completely perfect, like I feel like I wouldn't be where I am now where I'm finding my true passion of imperfection. So, you know, I'm just fall, I'm just going with the flow, following the process, trust, trusting God and, you know, what he has in store for me. So, you know, every day I, like I said, just getting one, 1% better. So, you know, if you want to listen to my podcast, I talk a lot about, you know, perfectionism in, you know, every aspect of your life, whether it be health and fitness or business 
um, or social life, you know, with creating boundaries, you know, and finding your purpose or if you're struggling with identity. And we even talk about like the Enneagram one, which is perfectionist. So, you know, definitely listen to that podcast or, you know, just follow or reach out to me on Instagram at this is Miranda Lee. Yeah, I saw it is available on Apple Podcasts and probably other places. So empowered. Uh, Thank you so much, Miranda. I think um, you're doing beautiful work. So kudos to you. You're leading by example. And obviously, it um, allowed you to relate right um, to people and help them along the way. So thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. It was so great talking to you too. Bye. Bye. Didn't you just love her? I know I did. I loved our conversation with Miranda Lee and how vulnerable and open she was about her journey. So go check out her podcast, Empowered. It's letter M, Empowered on iPhone or Spotify, whatever platform you're using. Here are some of my top takeaways. Perfectionism actually is selfish and it is hindering you from giving the world all of your gifts and talents that you have to offer. Start by being more in tune with your body. Notice more and more how are the activities throughout the day making you feel. Are they making you feel stressed out and overwhelmed or are they giving you joy? Also notice some, how some of the activities that are supposed to be fun and joyful um, Are they really feeling that way for you? And all that is to say that feeling stress and anxiety could be a sign of perfectionism. Life isn't perfect, so give yourself some wiggle room and notice, are you basing your self-value off of your productivity and achievements? And can you start moving away from that? Celebrate your achievements and successes. Don't just always move on to the next thing. Relax a little and start being easier on yourself. And start embracing what is and giving up control little by little. Another thing was really that rest that you get is actually being productive. And another takeaway is that perfectionism isn't always black and white. So give yourself some grace. A lot of this is really about starting to notice. Is this serving you? And then you can start taking steps towards a powerful change, but really little by little, even like with the boundaries that she was talking about, start setting boundaries little by little, step by step. Don't try to be perfectly imperfect. And the best one, I think, was think about your life and what's happening as a movie. And you are the main character in your own movie. So know that you will grow. And while growing, likely you'll face some challenges and even failures. But that is exactly what keeps you engaged and at the edge of your seat when you're at movies, right? So see your life and what's happening as a movie something that you can step outside of and be the observer and know that you are making a great one. Do you feel like something is missing in your current job, but you're quite not sure what is the next best step to take? I invite you to create a career vision for yourself, just like any great company or leader you admire. 
they have a vision and a strong mission so you should create your own if you need help to start and get going on it get your free career visioning worksheet that i'm offering at createyourbestcareer.com vision you can go ahead and download it right away and start painting a picture of your dream job because when you know what you're working towards it will inform what are the next steps for you to take and end up creating a career where you can fall in love with Mondays. And that is truly my wish for you. Also, if you found this conversation helpful, please subscribe to the um, podcast and also give me a rating. Uh, this will help other people who are looking for answers, looking to find and create their purpose to find this content. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at create your best career. So I would love to stay in touch with you. Go ahead and subscribe and rate the podcast and also get your free career vision worksheet at createyourbestcareer.com vision. I'm sending you lots of love and thank you so much for your time.